Well, that's a great song. I like Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. That's just a, I think if you're going to turn your eyes someplace, it should be right to Jesus. Amen. Take your Bibles, go to, uh, go to someplace in your Bible, anywhere. Uh, it's all good stuff. Go to, go to James and Revelation chapter 3. James chapter 1. I like, I like James. James is uh, one of those books. It's a, I think it's a tribulation. It's a futuristic book. It has really nothing, a whole lot. A lot of the stuff it has to do with works. And, but there's some passages in there that really, when you just sit there and look at them, I mean, they're good passages. James, James chapter 1. I should probably get there myself. Y'all do keep the Roberts family in prayer. They, uh, Brother Dave passed away the other day, and they're going to have his funeral over Cornerstone Thursday, 2 to 4. Uh, and the, the funeral, I got to figure out this funeral, how the, because he's at David Cemetery at, the funeral is at yeah, it's on Thursday, but the burial's at David Cemetery at what time? Two. Do we just meet there? Okay. We'll have to find that out. So we will find that out and more information to be coming. Uh, James, James chapter one, verse 22 James is sitting here talking, and, and uh, as he's doing he says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth, goeth of the way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But wh whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Now, he's, he's, he's pretty close to Pauline epistle right here on this verse. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty... And continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, uh, the, the man, this man shall be blessed in his deeds, not his salvation, his deeds. Father, thank you for your many blessings today. Thank you for the word of God that's before us, Lord. What a blessing that uh, we have a Bible that we can hold, and it, it's true to us today as it was uh, 2,000 years ago, as it'll be 10,000 years from now. Uh, Lord, what a blessing it is. Thank you for that. All the people that are homesick today, I think of Brother Levi, Lord, I talked to him a few minutes ago, and uh, he's recovering. Brother Howie Hunter's recovering. Uh, Lord, and all the other families that we have that are recovering, I just pray that you'd touch their hearts. And uh, we've got a lot of young people out today, Lord, sick, and I just pray for them, Lord, that you'd heal them up. Thank you for uh, uh, the little babies and, and stuff in the church, Lord, not uh, getting real bad. Lord, just thank you that this has passed through us really quickly, uh, Lord, and, uh, and uh, we have no real serious issues with it. Uh, Father, again, just bless us this morning and bless the, the Word of God and, and the preaching. And we'll praise you and honor in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. My mind's racing kind of fast here because I, I need to slow down. <laughs> Revelation chapter 3. He said there, James is in there talking about going, going to a mirror, looking at yourself, and walking away and forgetting. And so many times that's exactly what we do. We just forget. We go to the Bible. The Bible's the mirror is, by the way, I'm just going to let you know that. That's not what I'm preaching on. But that's what that is. Revelation chapter 3. There's a church over here, the last church. It's down in verse 14. And he says, Unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works. Thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increasing with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that uh, thou art wretched. And man, I like this. I like, I like my Bible. It never bothers me at all. Uh, and knowest, thou, uh, knowest uh, not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Okay, okay. I'm the, I remember sitting on the back porch saying, yeah, I remember, I, this is me. This is me. What do I do? And he says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. 
that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that thy shame uh, of thy nakedness do not appear, and to anoint thy eyes with eyesalve, that thou mayest see. Uh, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. You know, you're going to get whooped no matter what you do. Uh, trials are coming. You can't get over them. Uh, tribulations coming. Good times, bad times. It's all going to happen. You can't get away from it. Uh, you might as well just in your mind accept it and say, hey, let's move on. Let's go on. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and he and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit uh, with me in my throne, even as, as I am overcome and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, you got any ears? Anybody got ears today? You got to listen to some of this stuff. Uh, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Uh, Jesus Christ is saying, you know, the, the, what he was a warning over here in, in James is the last church. And, and what is sad about our churches today, the churches across the world. Now, I'm not going to just say Anchor Baptist Church. I'm going to go across the world. Uh, they have got lukewarm. They have got cold. They, the wealth, America is full of wealth. And the problem is, I hate wealth, by the way. I can't stand it. Uh, I, I try to get rid of it. I don't want it. I got some. I got a little bit. I don't have a lot. I got enough. I got a favorite verse here, man. You ought to read This is my favorite verse in the whole Bible world. But I got a whole bunch of other. Proverbs 37, 30 or 7 says this, two things have I required of thee. I'm, I asked the Lord, I remember reading this verse many, 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 many years ago. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me not uh, them not uh, before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Vain, vain. You know money's vain? It, it can't solve your problems, by the way. You ever seen those movie stars and you watch them and they, they're all like this? And they'll say, oh, this person is just, uh, but they're like this. I don't never see them smile hardly. They're just all miserable. I don't care about anything that happens to them. Why? They, they're living their lives the way they want. They can have it. He goes right here. He goes, two things have I required of thee. Deny me, uh, them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? You know what I've learned a lot of times? People who have nothing, when they get something, they don't know what they got. And somebody who has something realizes I got it, but they don't know how to let go of it. Rich people don't know how to stop. There is no stopping place, by the way. They don't know, I need that next buck. I need that next buck. I need the next buck. I got to put my money, so I got to do that, 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 that. All of a sudden, money takes over your life. I don't have that problem. It's taking over my wife's life. She's got the problem, not me. I just make her deal all that. She told me one time, she goes, I'm going to quit taking care of your books. I said, well, then you're going to go get a job, and I'm going to take care of the books. She goes, okay, I'll take care of the books. <laughs> it's that simple, man. You either do it or I'm going to do it. If I do it, you're going to go to work. Brother, I'm telling you what, money is, is, you forget, you forget, and all of a sudden, oh, man, there's so much stuff going on in this planet today. I, I better get back to my message, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be way, way out of whack here. I'll be down to some rabbit hole. I'll never get back. You better be glad we didn't have no singers today. <laughs> it says right here, it says, lest I be full and deny thee. Man, I never want to get to that place. And say, you, we say, oh, that wouldn't happen. I know a lot of people that's happened too. They all of a sudden got something. They didn't know what they had, and they got it, and it just little by little by little, it started encroaching into their lives, and it messed them up. Uh, I don't have that worry, man. I, I, me and Bess never had enough to mess us up, but we've never not had enough to get us through. I'm like, Lord, you answered that prayer for me right down the line, lest I be poor. I don't want to be poor either. You know, if you're poor, you're always complaining about everybody who's got something. But you don't understand why, what it took to get it. 
So you, you really don't understand the purpose behind it. But he says, I don't want to be poor and steal and take the name of, the, of my God in vain. Peter says this, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant. Sober. I'm going to talk about being sober here in just a second. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking to eat you. He knows exactly what to dangle in front of us. My wife is telling me I need to do this. It's probably too late. Everything's too late. Is it too late? Oh, come on. You're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> it, is, it is not too late. That's good. That's like salvation. It's never too late. Amen. Jesus Christ is right on time, all the time, every time, 100% of the time. He said, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking to eat you. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world, not just America. Brethren, we got a, the whole world is in a, in, a, in a crisis right now. I don't care what it is. You can name it global warming. They're trying to get it all into a one world thing. Uh, every, your vax are unvaxed. Uh, you got to have this. You got to have this. Oh, we're getting ready to go into World War III. I heard a, a British ship hit a Russian submarine the other day. They don't care about that. Russians don't care about it. You know what the Russians were trying to do? They say, tap into the internet. They're trying to get free internet at the bottom of the channel over there. And they got busted, man. They, they're so poor they can't even get their internet, man. Why don't they go to Time Warner? I'm sure they'll run them a cable over there. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said, what in the world is a Russian submarine trying to get internet? You know, commies, man. They got to have, they got to be able to surf. They can't get away from surfing, man. The bottom of the ocean, they're probably sitting right down and clip into it, get their internet, and then they're all sitting there, you know, texting. I'm telling you what, this world's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's insane. But it's funny. James said, you walk in front of a mirror, you see your face, and then you walk away. I don't even like walking in front of a mirror. I really don't. It's just bad. Uh, I'm trying to lose some weight, but it doesn't matter. Even I lose weight, it's still bad. You know, when you, at least me in my case, when you get old, every time I look in the mirror, I say, you look like your dad, man. Your dad was ugly. You're getting to be just like that. I'm, just to be, I'm getting to be just like my dad. I, I never thought that, but that's just exactly that cat in the cradle, that song, you know, this, you're going to be just like him, man. I'm going to be just like me. I can't believe it. I said, one of these days, me and him, I'm just, I can't wait to get to heaven, though. I get to go see him. The closer we get to the second coming of Jesus Christ, the Bible is clearly telling us the closer we get, uh, the, the church is going to be colder and colder and colder, and it's going to be harder to do the things Christ wants you to do. Uh, we're going to start getting things in our lives that will not let go. Not that easy. Uh, I, was in the, I was in Lexus Nexus, and I, I was, well, I was in the Navy trying to get out of the Navy. I knew I needed to get out of the Navy. I didn't know how to get out. I was like, Lord, I don't know how to make that move. I don't know how to make that move from here to there. You'd say, oh, you just do it. I didn't know how to do it. How do you make the transition from here to there? And the Lord made that transition, helped me make that transition, and it was a piece of cake. Uh, when I left Lexus Nexus out there, uh, Dr. Peacock came in here and preached. I knew I had to quit. I knew that I was going to quit. Thursday, I went in, I was going to quit. I was just going to walk in and quit. Uh, I, I said, Lord, I don't know how to quit. You're gonna have, I've been working my whole life. I don't know how to quit. You know, this thing in the world will get a hook on you. Uh, I don't know how to go back to work right now. As a matter of fact, I don't want to go back to work. I do a lot of work, but I don't want to go back. I don't want to. I just don't want to. You could make me go back. I don't want to go into that environment anymore. 
I've been away from that thing for so long, it, it's just wicked as hell to me. I don't want nothing to do with it. I feel sorry for you. I pray for y'all all the time. Y'all got to go in it. I don't want to. Man, that thing is, I mean, just the people you got to deal with and the world you got to deal with and the rules they make up and they, uh, it, it changes. I mentioned that in Sunday school class. It is changing so fast. On the way to church this morning, I told Beth, I said, for thousands of years, man, it was like this. And you could get old people, I mean, really old people like George, really old people, they didn't see too much difference between them and the really young people. Now, now really old people that are 100 years old, like George, uh, they were back when it was like this, and now the kids are like that. I mean, every moment they're changing to a degree that I can't even keep up with them. And I was in this stuff a couple years ago. Now I'm out of it, and I'm saying, this is insane, man. It's just going so fast. I can't get it. Never forgetting what I saw. When you go in front of a mirror, you know what you ought to do is never forget what you saw. Go to 1 Thessalonians. Never forget it. Uh, keep that thing fresh in your mind all the time. You never know what's going to happen next. I got it. You never know when the Lord's coming back. I got that too. Uh, but there's some things you can know. And if you keep those things fresh in your mind, you know what? It'll help you make decisions that keep you out of trouble. First, I, I was going through that. I have about five messages on this passage, on this passage here. And I'm, I was sitting there looking at it. And I said, man, I could preach this thing for like two or three weeks. And I just may do that. I don't know. But of the times, verse 1, but of the times and the season, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, and that's what the world is doing right now, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with a child, uh, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, that's us, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are the children of light. Uh, and not, and not the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep, as do others, but let us uh, uh, watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, be drunken in the night. Uh, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us uh, to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in, the love, in love for their work's sake, for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, Warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, uh, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Again, Father, thank you for your blessings today. I pray that you bless this uh, message lesson here in just a few, for the few, next few moments. And Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. I should be able to do this pretty quick. Uh, I don't know. It's 1132. I might have you out here by two or three. I have no idea, but I can cut it off at any time. Verse one, Peter is sitting, or, or Paul is sitting here and he, and he's telling you to remember some stuff and not to forget it. As a matter of fact, he's not even just saying, remember it. He says, but of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. You should already know this. Brethren, you know what's wrong with a lot of us that we forget this stuff. It's like that mirror in James. We, we read our Bibles and we go through it and we see it. And then as soon as we go away, the world just eats that and pulls it away. 
It's like the devil, man. It's like uh, some seed is sowed by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and just took it right up. You know what this stuff does for you? It keeps you out of trouble. It keeps you from wanting the wrong things. There's nothing wrong with wanting. But I'm telling you what, if this thing happens tomorrow, everything I want is gone. If it happens in six months from now, everything I work for is gone. If it happens in 10 years from now, 10 years goes pretty quick, especially when you get 64. Uh, I can see 10 more years going by pretty quick. I've been, I've been saved 42 years, and it's like that. I've been married 32. It's been like that. Uh, we just went to uh, Michigan and back just like that Friday and, and back Saturday. Uh, it's amazing how fast life goes. Anybody, the, the older you get, all of a sudden you realize how fast life moves. And you couldn't give me enough time to say, hey, you got another 30 years. 30 years would be just like that. And I'm going to be standing before God. And I'm going to look at all the stuff that I had the opportunity to do or could have done. And I said, well, I'm going to wait. Uh, you ain't got time to wait. You got to do it today. I didn't wait. I, wait. I worked around the clock and I built this church. You say, why would you do that? I didn't have time to wait. I can't wait. to. I used to get so mad at people. They tell me, well, the Lord gave me this church. I just want to smack them. I'm like, why didn't he give us one? Why didn't he give us one that was like really nice and, and plush and all that other stuff and, and we just come in and sit down? No, he made us work for it. And you had to work for it while you were working. I didn't wait till somebody gave me something. I went out and tried to find something. Then my wife found it for me. The woman now gave it to me. She said, you need to go look at that. If it wasn't for her, y'all need to thank her. If it wasn't for her, well, you wouldn't be here today. I, was, I already gave up on this place. And then she said, go look at it again. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it because otherwise I come home tonight and she's going to give me red beets or something to eat for supper. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. These times that he's talking about here, these things should be evident to the church. The church should know everything about what's going on. It should never, we should never get to the place where we let other things get in our way that we don't care what is going on in the local church. We don't care what God has to give us in the local church, what he's already gave us. You know how much light you have if you believe, if you believe that the rapture is actually going to happen, you know how much light that is? There's a lot of people that say, I don't believe the rapture is going to happen for another thousand years. You're crazy. I may give you a thousand minutes. I'm really looking at a thousand seconds, maybe a thousand nanoseconds. I tell you what, brother, I can't see it going any, I can't see it going much longer. It just, it, everything's going, going crazy. But what said is that verse 2 says, for, I'm going to read the verses. i got a couple things to say, but I'm trying to get to a verse down there. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as the thief of the night. That is not the rapture. That is, that little day of the Lord right there is the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's after the tribulation. And he goes on in that thing. He goes, for yourselves know, that's us. Brethren, we should know this stuff and it should always be in our head. Every decision I ever make should be based on what I know out of the word of God. Not what I think or not what I want or what I care about. has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the Word of God. I got a wife. I got a kids. I got to take care of them. I know that. And I've always known that. And I've always taken care of them, but not at the expense of God. God was never placed on the back burner for nobody. I did then what needed to be done then, and I'm doing today what needs to be done today. I don't put it off for the future out there somewhere thinking I'm going to reach that spot someday. You will never reach that spot. Do you understand that? You have no idea what's going to happen two minutes from now. The whole country could fall apart in a few minutes. You say, what are you going to do then? I hope you got an answer. I have no idea. 
I'm just going to do what I did the day before, man. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do today. I'm going to look at God. I had somebody that I said, look, I've done everything I'm supposed to do that God told me to do, and I'm perfectly happy with what I've done. There's other people not too happy with me. Oh, that's fine. I don't care. I've done what God told me to do. You know what? I did it when he said we walked around this building. He said, do this. And hey, it was this. And he said, do this. And I said, okay. And he said, do this. You know, your ear always has to be ready. Why? Because you've got to be ready at any moment for him to come back. And sometimes he may just appear and say, do this. What would he do if he called you to go to the mission field today? Would you go? I'm telling you, I would go in a, in a heartbeat. Why? Because I would rather be where he's at and I don't want to be than to be where I want to be and he's not. Now, I don't know if you got that or not, but I'm telling you, I want to be wherever he's at. I don't want to be by myself. Myself, if it's me, I already know who I am. I don't like me at all. For yourselves, no. It says, as a thief in the night. That's not you. You know why that's not you? You're going to be there when this thing happens. When that second advent happens right here, when the Lord comes back on his horses. Go over to Jude. A couple pages over. I mean, there's some debate on this. I'm still trying to figure out how Jude, how Jude found this out. He amazes me, man. Jude, Jude's just a little book. Just a teeny weeny weeny one. Jude chapter 1, verse 14. It's only one chapter. You can't miss it. Well, I guess you could miss it. You can go right past it. Verse 14. It says, And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these. Where in the world did that come from? You know how you know your Bible's the word of God? Because there's just things in here. Ain't no way it could be here except God put it there. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. How do you think you're going to come if you hadn't already been there, done that? You're going to, the day this thing happens, I'm going to be behind him watching that thing happen. Now, I may be a million horses back. I have no idea where he's going to have them. I may be two million horses back. I don't know, but I'm going to be right there. I don't have to worry about it. This thing should be so evident in our minds that, that it, it dictates what we do on a daily basis. We should never do what we want to do and then bring the Word of God into it. No, the Word of God needs to be in it, and then we do something if it works. I've had doors open and shut for me for the last 42 years that I... I mean, and I'll tell you, I'm honest. Every door that's ever meant anything to me was open and shut within a minute. And I had no idea that door was going to open at that time. I mentioned that morning, this morning in Sunday school class. Joseph. Joseph is sitting in a dungeon at the bottom of the thing, I mentioned this to Joe, Brother Joe the other day, sitting at the bottom of a, of a, a dungeon in, in Egypt, nobody cared about him except the jailer because the jailer could go out and do whatever he wanted to do, man, because Joseph down there taking care of the jail for him. Joseph down there whistling Amazing Grace and, and the old rugged cross and, and Jesus, Jesus, lover of my soul and all that other stuff. And he's down there and all of a sudden the jailer comes and says, hey, Joseph. He goes, yeah. He goes, there's two men here. A couple men want to see you. They want to, he goes, what I do? Nothing. What, what do they want me for? He goes, the Pharaoh wants to see you. And he, he, he says, for what? He goes, uh, he's, got, he's got some questions he wants to ask. He's had a dream. And his butler, his butler said, you can answer the dream. Joseph, one second, one second before they walked to the door, had no idea that was going to happen. Before the day was out, he was second to Pharaoh in the land of Egypt, the greatest nation on the planet at the time. God could do anything he wants in minutes. You know what the problem is, is get us to where we're at in that minute.
You know what the devil wants to do? He wants to dangle this stuff out here and he'll get your life. You know what I, you know what I hate, hate life? I have never found the, the rainbow at the end of the, the, or the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Every time I get to the end of the rainbow, it moves. And I'm like, you know, the only way I found out is just quit and walk away from it. When LexisNexis told me that they fired me, I was like, yes. And I'm like, how am I going to go tell my wife? I just lost my job. And then they tried to hire me back, and I'm like, ah, no, 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 we already been there, done that. I got the teacher. I'm out of here, man. I'm now figuring my exodus. I got, I got a month, 30 days to figure this thing out, how I'm going to leave, and six months of money after that, and everything. I mean, almost my mind starts working then. I can see a way out. I can see a way out. I could not see a way up to that point. Within, within moments, I went over there that day to talk to them, and within moments, I thought for sure I was going to quit and get mad and be broke and be on the soup line. Beth was going to leave me. My kids were going to leave me. They'd kick me out of the house, make me pay alimony and all that stuff. And I walk over there, and in a minute, my life changed. One minute. Now, you're talking about trials and tribulations? I was having trials and tribulations all the way over there. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I can't stand it. I just want to blow up on them. And I got over there, and the Lord says, here's your minute. I've solved your problem. You got to go see Pharaoh today. You're out. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I went home and I'm like, how am I going to tell my wife? Mm, man, she's only known that I've worked my whole life. And everybody she's ever known that I've known has told her that I didn't do nothing but worked my whole life. My dad told her I worked my whole life. I mean, my dad worked me since I can't even remember. I think I got out of the womb and he was working me. <laughs> I don't, I, I can't even remember not working. I cannot do it. I mean, you think as, I called the social security department after my Navy money stopped. And that black guy at the Social Security Department, funniest thing in the whole wide world, I'll never forget it. He said, Mr. Elliott, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing great, man. He goes, what's your social? So I told him. He goes, yo, man, you've been working like your whole life. I mean, this guy must have never seen anybody who ever worked. <laughs> he looks at my social and he goes, I can't see when you didn't work. <laughs> he goes, you got plenty of time. I'm going to get you a check next month. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I like that, man. I'll take one. Can you get my wife one? Too? Now my wife wants my Social Security. She told me, look, I got my son. I can take yours. I'll keep mine for later. I don't know what that deal is. How come they don't do that to us? I don't understand why. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> you know perfectly well. I know exactly what's going on. I'm not a thief. I don't have to worry about it. The Lord told me this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I keep that in my mind. 42 years has been there. And for 42 years, I watched him open and shut doors and get me through everything. I don't have to make a door. I don't have to do anything. He'll open and shut that door. I've watched him do it. I'm, I'm just tickled pink about that. Verse 3, for when they shall say, they, that's not me. That's somebody, that's the lost world. He's going through this thing. When they shall say peace and safety. That's tribulation. They're 42 months, they're going to say, oh, peace and safety, peace and safety. And then at the end of that thing, all hell's going to break out. Then sudden destruction. You know, I don't care about that. That don't bother me one bit. I ain't going to be there. And I ain't going to be here. I'm going to be with him. <laughs> And I'm okay with that because I'd rather be there than here any day of the week anyways. I have nothing down here that I really want to stay here for. I got saved, and I mean I got saved. And when I got saved, I got saved. And I didn't understand what saved was for about a couple, three, four, five, ten years. But after a while, I started figuring what that thing is. And I realized it's a whole lot better there than here. And it will always be better there than here. And if I'm going to walk through here, this valley of the shadow of the death, I want him with me when I'm going. Because I can't do this by myself. And then he gives me my wife. 
And she loves the Lord too. And I'm like, man, she keeps me out of trouble half the time. When they say so, peace, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as a, a travail upon a woman with child. Man, I've been there for five of them. And when a woman goes into travail, it's a, you, there ain't no way that you cannot know that that's going to happen. But they said they don't know. And they shall not escape. They are not us. Them are not the saints. They are uh, no avoiding uh, it for them. They are, they're, that's not us. That's not us. That's them. We should know that. That's a comfort. I'm going to get to some comfort here in just a second. You know what the scripture should be is a comfort. No matter what in the world we're going through, it should be a comfort. But ye, verse 4, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness. That means the Lord has given me some light. It's in my eyes, and I can see it. And the devil's always saying, but you can have this, and you can have this, and you can have this. Yeah, I can. I'm not a dummy. I don't know how to make money. I can make money. I bought a truck the other day for 4000 that I didn't think I was going to buy. It was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. I just put a bid down on it, knowing somebody's going to outbid me. They didn't. I could sell that truck for 12000 right now. I know how to make money. And you get the Lord in on top of that, and you make a whole lot of money. But you know what that does? It takes time. And I really just don't want to devote the time to it. I'd rather sit and do this stuff. I, I just enjoy reading my Bible sometime. All the way up here, I took that van up to... Uh, up to uh, Detroit, man, I took my little, I got Alexander Scorby on a little bitty MP3 player. Everybody said, oh, that's old school. Don't care. <laughs> it's on there, man. I got Old Testament, New Testament, Pilgrim's Progress on that little, uh, little bitty MP3 player. And then I got me a little bitty thing that you hit it and it gives you a frequency and you just hit the radio. I'm still old school, man. I don't do this, this uh, USB drive, stick it in the thing and all that, the cell phone thing. No, man, my cell phone makes calls. That's what it's for. I got a GPS that actually I put on the dash. It's an old Garmin GPS. I like them, man. I just like it. I like old school stuff. I just, it makes it easy. People say, well, you're not up to date. Don't want to be up to date. You know what up to date does? It gets you in trouble. That's all that does. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. I don't want to be. That that day should overtake you as a thief. It won't overtake me. You know why it can't overtake me? I'm going to be with him. We should not be in darkness, but they are. The world's in darkness. Brother, the hardest thing to get to remember is that this whole world is in darkness. And when I go to work at LexisNexis, they were in darkness. And the only light they had was somebody like me walking down the hallways. That's it. And if you, th if you do not know that, you've got a problem. You've got a conscience issue. I knew when I walked up and down the hallways, I was his representative. Nobody else in there was doing it. Man, when I tell you I got down on my knees, I got down on my knees in front of people. Why? Because I was his representative. Are you afraid to get down on your knees in front of somebody? How about the vice president of your company? Will you do that? I did. <laughs> I got to stand up in a chief's mess and stick my finger in somebody's face and tell me you're against God. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You ought to try that sometime. Try to get to the chief's mess to do that. <laughs> That's the fun part. It took him years to get me there. And then it took him minutes to get kicked out. You say, what is it? I still am glad I did that. It hurt. That didn't hurt, but some other things hurt. You know what's wrong with a lot of us? We, we sear our conscience, man. You, you get your conscience after a while just seared on down. The Bible says evil. Over in Hebrew it says evil conscience. You know you have an evil conscience? Pretty soon you just say, oh, that's, uh, that's okay. I, Man, I know my, my, sister, my wife has a, 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 a brother-in-law that is, uh, I'll be nice. And, and I'm like, he ain't coming in my house with my kids. Now my kids are all grown up, so they can pretty much handle themselves, but he ain't coming in my house with my grandkids. You say, why? Because those are my grandkids. 
And my job is to take care of them the best I can. They ain't going to happen. You say, well, I would put, no, no, no. I ain't going to put them around trouble. Why? Because I know what the world is. I know what the world is. Christians, there's Christians that are messed up. You think lost people are messed up. There's some Christians that do worse things than that. I got a friend that used to be a police captain. And he, he, he deals with stuff all the time. Christian churches. You know what you got to do? You got to watch everybody in here. I'm watching you all the time, man. Every one of you. You say, why? Because I ain't going to let that happen. You know what? You should watch me. Just don't throw stuff at me. Maybe a brownie. I came in here the other day, man. You know how wicked it is. That's me. <laughs> uh, somebody, I think Brother Joe brought in, all, uh, uh, Harris brought in boxes of those brownies the other day. And I came in here and there was four brownies left on the counter. And I hit them. <laughs> I don't know if I ought to eat them or not. They'll probably mold before I eat them, but I hit them. It's just the flesh. You got to hit. I should go bring them back out and let the little kids have them. But you say, what is that? It's the flesh? This thinking thing is no good, man. I know I'm fat. I know I got to lose weight. I'm not eating. I went to a steakhouse the other day. Me and John took John Ginger, me and Beth, and we went out to dinner, and I bought a big old porterhouse steak. And I ate one-third of that steak. True? I put it in a thing and took it home. Friday, I ate another third of that steak. Yesterday, I ate the rest of it. One meal, three days. You say, why is that? Because I'm going to get skinny. My foot hurts, and I know it has to always. Why does it always have to be something that forces us to do what we're supposed to do? Why can't we just do it? Man, I like ice cream, though. My wife is, I'm, I'm going to go home and empty everything out of the freezer. It's gone. It's just gone. You got to get rid of some of that stuff sometimes. It's hard to let go of it. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. I want to be in darkness. I never want to be in darkness. Verse 5. Ye are, are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of night. We should know this stuff, nor of darkness. Then maybe we should just act like it. Have you ever thought about maybe just acting like it? The world should know what you are. So that they can make a valid choice of what they're going to do, yay or nay. They need to know. And we need to tell them. We don't have to be jerks. Brother, you don't have to be a jerk. I never was a jerk. Them guys out of Lexus and Lexus asked me to come in and tell them about Jesus. I never hesitated. I went in and told them. I, I had gospel tracks. I never I told them. I talked about bikers, everybody, man. I never hesitated. You know what they knew? Ellie would come in and tell you without holding his finger in your face and saying, you wicked devil, man. They're lost. They're on their way to hell. What are you going to do? They can't, you can't put them in hell any further than they already are. Do you not care about them? You know what ticks me off about people that come into our church? They don't care one thing about you. And they want to hurt you. That's what they want to do. I don't care if they hurt me, but boy, when they start hurting the sheep, you're ticking me off. Why? Because you're God's. And the Lord helped me to get here to help take care of you guys until y'all can get to a place. I got a little grandbaby back here in the back. I think she's still in the back. Did Elizabeth take her out? She's wicked. But <laughs> you know what? I got, I got to help her get up. It's just not that she's my kid. I would do it for yours too. They need to know that they can get through this life and stand on their own two feet until they get there. I better shut up, man. Therefore, let us not sleep. Uh, uh, I missed this. We should never be comfortable in this world. It's not my home. This world quit being my home in 1980. It is not my home. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. This is not my home. I don't want no part of it. 
I want to get through it. I want to get my kids through it. And one of these days I'm going to die and they're going to have to stand up on their own two feet. My desire is that they can stand on their own two feet when I'm gone. That's my desire. I have no others. I don't care if they're ever called to be in the ministry. I just want them to love Jesus. Because you know what? One day they may just be in a spot where they can tell somebody else about Jesus. And somebody else get in. That's great, man. Therefore, let us not sleep. You know what the devil does? He puts us to sleep. And he does it with an aphrodisiac called the world. His money and all this other stuff. Is, you can have all this stuff. Is, and pretty soon we're like... And you're like, you're like a drunk going down the road, man. I've been drunk before. I know what drunk is. Never attempt to be as the world is. We justify that thing. Hey, I know, I know we got to have houses and cars and all that. So I got that. We got to have jobs. I got that. Got to have lunch. Lunch is cool. Breakfast is okay. Supper before five is probably all right. Nine o'clock. You don't need that snack at nine or ten. I'm, I'm struggling with that one. <laughs> the big bowl is the big bowl of cereal. <laughs> Beth goes, you you eat about just one bowl. She goes, yeah, but it's like eight servings. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I mean, I should just open the box and dump milk in and eat it out of the box. <laughs> the only thing I can do is not eat. <clears throat> I don't. People say diet. I don't know. I don't know how you do a diet. The only thing I can think of is just don't eat. Because anything, eat yogurt, is good for you. I eat like 30 of them suckers, man, in one sitting. I can't, I just don't, I have no self-control. It's the social media. <laughs> Never attempt to be as the world is. That is where the temptations, that's where the temptations we face are, is this world. This world, you know when you watch other people, what happens? You know what's wrong with social media? I'll tell you what's wrong with it. If you didn't have that, you wouldn't know what anybody else is doing, and you wouldn't care, and you wouldn't have a desire for nothing. The only thing you would care about is what's around you. Now what you got to do is stop thinking. What is around me right now, and do it? would I have had that if I didn't have this? Would I even thought I needed it? But then you got to have it. Now you got to go get the money to pay for it. Oh. You know what scares me? Beth's always worried about me finding somebody else. Uh-uh. It's going to cost. And I ain't going to go get a job to pay for it. You can hang it up, so I'm just going to keep her. I don't care, man. I'm, I like Adrian Rogers. He said if his wife ever leaves, he's going to leave with her. That's what I'm going to do. If she ever goes, I'm gone, man. Y'all can, if, if you don't see her, you won't see me. I'm gone, man. I'm not going to stay here. He says, therefore, let us not sleep. God does not want us to be asleep. We should be wide awake going through this thing. You never know what's going to happen. Social media, TV, internet, billboards, uh, everything. You're saturated. We're saturated with this world. 24-7, you're saturated. Beth went to the Kroger's yesterday. She told me she was just going to go get some stuff. She's going to make a pot of chili. She had like everything at the house. So I get, she, she, two days later, she comes home. I'm like, where were you? The whole back of my truck's full of groceries. I'm like, what is all this? She goes, well, I got there, and their lines are like long, and I just going down the aisles, and I just picked this up, and this, and then, and then, and then. You know what it was? If she had just went to get the tomato paste and left, she'd had one little bag, and no, she has 37 bags, and then she walks in the door with all this stuff she didn't need. Now the refrigerator, and then she's going, come on, I ain't got no room in the refrigerator. Yeah, you got to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> We're saturated with data, man. Data, 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 data. You know, back in, uh, Christopher Columbus, I like him, man. He had a sextant. 
No clouds. So you don't worry about it, man. You just keep going until you get clouds again. The clouds go away. Then you see some stars and you do this, you go, you go that way. <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. He didn't have no cell phone. Back in the day when I was on the ship, before they come out with all this garbage that we got now, we didn't have, once you got underway, man, you were cut off from the world. The only information you ever got come across the circuits to that ship that were top secret or whatever they come across on. We didn't have, you couldn't pick your cell phone up. And call. Now they got all that junk on there, man. You got McDonald's on them things now. There's no difference. They brought the world right to it. It, it used to be fun to go out in the middle of the ocean where there was nothing out there but water. Water, water, as far as you see, just water. You say, that ain't fun. Oh, no, it's peaceful and quiet, man. You didn't have to worry about nothing. I mean, if it wasn't on that ship, you didn't need it. I like, I like that, man. If that, if, if that boat don't have it on it, I don't need it right now. Six months, man. I like that stuff. 1 Corinthians 6, you know, it's your conscience. You'll start, we'll start purging our conscience. We'll start frying our conscience out. And pretty soon we'll start saying, oh, I got to do that. I got to do that. We'll look for a way to do whatever we want to do. That's just the flesh. But I tell you what, it's just a crazy world we live in. 1 Corinthians 5, 6, your glory in is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven, leaven the whole lump, just a little bit gets in there. The hardest thing you'll ever do is keep this world out. But we let it in. And then you got to fight to get it out. And you let it back in. And you got to fight. Purge out. It says, know ye not that a little leaven, leaven the whole lump. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven. That you may be a new lump. You know what we'll do? We'll find people who agree with what we're doing, so we'll do it. And what you're doing is you're searing it, man. You're searing it. You're, young people, the hardest thing you'll ever do is never get tangled up in that stuff. You say, oh, well, Mike, you're 64 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been fighting my whole life to keep out of it. And it's a struggle. It is a struggle. Because at any time, if I really realize what this book says, at any time, the trumpet could go off and everything I got is gone. My wife is gone. She's going to be going with me. I'm going to be going with her because she's probably going to leave first because she's righteous and, and, and I'm just going to follow after her because <laughs> I done told the Lord if she leaves, I'm leaving too. But, but my kids are gone. Everything I got is gone. My wealth can stay here. They can have it. I don't want it. It's, it's useless to me. All it has to do is get me to I take my last breath. Verse 7, for they, he says, purge out the old leaven. For even Christ our Passover, verse 8 in, in 1 Corinthians 5, 8, or 7, says, even, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. You go on, get the old leaven out of there. Verse 7, for they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunk in the night. Man, I tell you what, you know what? This world, it's like an like alcohol, man. It gets you drunk. And pretty soon, you, over the years, 42 years of doing this, I've seen some people tell me some of the strangest stories you have. Christians, tell me the strangest stories you ever heard. How, and they justify what they have. They justify it. They just justify it. And I'm sitting there going, you've got to be joking me, man. I mean, you're really, you're, you're really serious about that. You're really serious about that. I said, that, that has nothing to do with God, and you're telling me, because we, they get... A sailor is, oh man, they start giving paychecks. That's the worst thing you could ever do to a sailor. They give them a paycheck. They don't know what to do with money anyways. They never had a job before. Now all of a sudden they get in the Navy and they get a paycheck every month. You know what they do? They get suckered. Every single one of them. I can't even tell you how many thousands of sailors got suckered because they go out there and somebody says, oh, you need this, 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 and they get it. And they think they need it. Now they got to pay for it. The paying port for it is where my problem is. I can't, I just don't want to ever get to that place again. We're just about out of debt. I'm like, yes. And it took me 64 years. Don't get into it. It'll kill you, man. It'll kill you. We're saturated. The world is fast asleep. Life is to be lived moment by moment. 
the world wants you to live it over a span of time. The Lord wants you to live it moment by moment. Because all of a sudden, if you start looking at a span of time, you'll discourage yourself and say, I can't do that, I can't do that. But if you live it moment by moment, the Lord opens this door and that door and this door and that door, and you just walk through those doors, then every moment that he, if you never get tied down when he opens the door, you can walk through it. What would he do right now if he opened the door and you're in a place where you can't walk through it? I don't ever want to be that way. I want to be ready at any moment he opens the door, I just right through that door. My whole life, every door has been open, and I've been able to walk through every door at that moment. There's not one door he's ever opened. Not in 42 years, not in 42 years that he, that he stuck in front of me that I couldn't walk through when he told me to. You know why? Because I kept the thing out of my... I'll tell you what, the Navy was great, man. They gave me food. They gave me house. They gave me raiment. They gave me clothes. They gave my wife everything, too. They gave me health care. I had everything. It, it was hard to let that thing go. But boy, when I seen that door open up this way, I'm like, ah, that's the way you got to go, man. You head out that door. But let us who are of the day... Verse 8, back in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. I'm coming up on my verse. A couple minutes. It's only 12.01, man. I'm singing. See, we won't have any singing afterwards hardly either. 5, 8. But let us who are of the day, that's us, be sober. Paul is telling 2,000, it's just as applicable today as it was back then. He says, let us be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. You know, you go over to Ephesians. And Ephesians has a, you put on the shield of faith. You now have that thing sitting here on your chest. This isn't, this isn't Ephesians. This is Isaiah. This is, this is something totally different. You know what you do? You just put the breastplate of faith on you, and you're just waiting for that day, man. It has nothing to do with the helmet of salvation. You're not getting saved. This, you're, you're already saved. You know what? We're saved, man. You can't touch us if you want. He says, but the faith, uh, the breastplate of faith, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. I'm waiting for one day he to redeem my body, man. Get me out of here. It isn't. I don't have to worry about salvation anymore. I talked to that little uh, uh, Filipino guy the other day, and all he was worried about was losing his salvation or how do you know you're saved. And He could never get it, man. I'm like, Lord, I got that thing like 35 years ago, and I've never worried about it since. I know that when I die, I'm saved. I know Brother Dave is gone, man. He said, I'm saved. He said he trusted Jesus Christ. He's gone. He's not here no more. He, the moment he died, the absent from the body, present with the Lord. I read a story the other day, and a, a guy, oh, where was that at? It was overseas somewhere. Uh, they euthanized him. He actually asked him to kill him. I guess he had some uh, heart disease or something that wasn't going to, he couldn't get cured or nothing else. And they actually killed him, put, him, put medicine and killed him. And I'm like, if he's lost... He dropped off into a devil's hell and he'll be gone forever and ever and ever and ever into a devil's hell. I'm like, this, this world, they're, they're starting to kill people now. And they're going to say it's legal to do. And soon it's going to be who knows what else. The world's changing. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and for a helmet the salvation of hope. Train your conscience. You know you can train this thing. No, I'm just not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. No, 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 I'm not. No, fight it. No, put on the helmet. Verse 9, for God hath not appointed us to wrath. Boy, what a blessing that verse is. I don't have to worry. I am not to go through the tribulation. How do I know I'm not supposed to be going through the tribulation? For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to attain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. When he comes, if I believe, I'm coming with him. I won't be here when the wrath happens. I'll be gone. I'm like, yes, Lord, get me out of here. 
Verse 10, who died for us, Jesus Christ, that whether we wake or sleep, David's asleep now, we should live together with him. That rapture happens, we're gone. Dead in Christ rise first, boom, up come, we go up right after him. We're gone, man. I've heard people say, preachers, old preachers, say, oh, they'll come up to the ground, then we'll all go. I have no idea exactly what's going to happen, exactly how it's going to happen within those nanoseconds. I just know we're all going to be in the clouds with Jesus, and we're done. And we're going to be with him forever and ever and ever. I don't have to worry about one thing after that. Nothing down here will matter. You know what Paul's telling back here? He says, don't worry about what you got, man. Keep this in your mind, and then everything you do will be in line with that. Make sure everything you do is in line with that and nothing else. I would rather have my kids get saved than me have money. I would rather have my kids trust Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and I'd rather my grandbabies get saved than have money. I'd rather, I'd rather be the beggar at the rich man's gate door than the rich man if I'm going to end up in hell. And every, all my family's going to end up in hell. I'd just soon be that, the beggar. It doesn't say anything about the beggar's family being in hell. Verse 11, wherefore, comfort yourselves together. Now, brother, there's some comfort in this book, whether you believe it or not. There's, this passage is full of comfort. Knowing that the Lord is here, when you see this world being crazy and insane, then you just say, Lord, that doesn't apply to me. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. This place is crazy. You go home and you close the doors at your house, man. Who, who needs COVID to get me to lock myself up in my house? All you have to do is go to the mall. Go to the mall for about five minutes and you'll jump in your car and fly home. If you don't, you got a problem, man. Well, no, you know, the young people today, y'all don't see it. You don't see it. Old people see it because it's changed so much. Young people don't see it because you're, you're in it. You're inundated. I used to tell people all the time, I said, back away from this world. I mean, really back away from this thing for about six months. Now you could do it for about 30 minutes and it'd be the same probably. But back away from six months and then watch the world go by. And at the end of six months, look at it and see if you want to be part of that thing. I have not met one person in 42 years, not one, not one, that's done that, that it did not change their lives. You say, why is that? I've had people come and say, Mike, you remember when you said leave the world for six months? I did that, and my life has changed. I'm talking about people not in this church, all, all, all across this country, people I know that I met in the Navy, all of them. Not one do I know that did that and regret it to this day. That went back in there. They said it's not, it's because it, it moves so fast. Now, I mean, it's just exponential. It's just flying. You can't keep up with it. To keep up with it, you have to throw everything else out and do this all the time. You just have to be here like this all the time. If this thing ever breaks, man, we're going to go bankrupt. Nobody can do what? If an internet goes down, man, if the Russians ever get a hold of it, that might have been what they were trying to do is break the internet. I have no idea what they were trying to do. Submarine at the bottom of the ocean still on the internet. <laughs> what have we come to, man? They used to shoot torpedoes at each other and blow each other up. Now there's still an internet. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. Don't you know about satellites? We beseech you, brethren, verse... Wait, let me get up here. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as you also do. Hebrews 10.23 says this, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. It's a, it's a tribulation passage back there. But there's things you, you can glean out of this thing. You know, the Lord, Paul's sitting there saying, you need to hold fast. Paul wrote this, by the way. He said, you need to hold fast. You need to keep this thing. Don't ever walk in front of that mirror like James was talking and, and see yourself and then walk away and think you're something else. Remember what you are. You're a sinner saved by grace. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And when he saved me, he saved me for a purpose, not for this world. 
This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. I need to keep that in the top of my mind. I need to keep that. I'm, I need to let that thing go in my mind. I need to let, it, let this world go. Let it pass by me. Let it go. It is no value. It wasn't to Jesus Christ. Satan said, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. They were his to give. Who do you think owns them? There's not a dime you're going to put in your pocket that isn't his. He owns the world. He offered it to the Lord. The Lord never said one thing that it ain't yours. It'll be his. He'll get it back. You get a revelation. The kingdoms of this world are given back to him. But right now, they're Satan's. And when we go after that stuff, we're following Satan. I don't care how you word it. There's no other way to put it. <coughs> I'll say this, though. You have to work. <laughs> you have to eat. You got to get your kids and family through. I got that, man. But not at the cost of the gospel. Never at the cost of this. Not at the cost of the Savior. It's not worth it. It will not be worth it in the end. I'm telling you, it will not be worth it. You're going to waste your life. But that's it, man. Do it. The whole world's doing it. But everybody else is doing it. Fine. Let them. I don't have to. I like Mike, man. Mike got preaching the other night. We had our watch night service. Mike's like 7,000 years old. He got him preached on hell, man. I mean, watch night service. Hell. Bunch of wicked devils. Everybody's going to hell, hell, hell. I'm like. The first message you ever preach is on hell? I'm like, that's good, man. And that's true. If the first message you ever preach is on hell and the last one you ever preach is on hell, you've done pretty good. At least the world knows that you know what hell is. And they care. Man, I better shut up. I'm never getting it. Hebrews, and let us consider one another. You know what's wrong is we don't consider each other. I should consider you guys on everything I do. I shouldn't ever do anything to try to offend you. And if I do, I should back that thing down and, and not offend. It's just not worth it. If I hurt the sheep, if I hurt my brother or sister in Christ, I'm hurting Jesus Christ. Paul is sitting here, and when he sits, it says, he says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking. You know where you learn this stuff? Right here. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is. Some people say church isn't worth it. Every time this door is open, Brother Joe and myself was talking on the way down here, coming back from Detroit, whether I was going to cancel or not. And I just couldn't get in my mind to do that. And I was thinking, eh. I get home and I talk to Beth and eh. And I said, no, nah, I'm just going to do it. If it's just me and Beth, we'll come and do it. Why? Those doors ought to be opened. As much as you could possibly do it, they ought to be open. Why? Because people need to come. We need to provoke each other to good works. You know where you learn that? It's right here. You get around your brothers and sisters. You won't get that in the world because out there, you'll start seeing, uh, uh, John, man, uh, he works at Kroger's. Hope you don't mind me using this, but he gets mad because he works and he's like right there at the level where he can't get the little card to get free meat. And he watches everybody once a month come in with their little cards and they get all this free meat and the free, free, free food, right? Free food, free, 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 free. They don't work, they don't do nothing. That, you know, if that's all you look at, you'll get mad after a while. Well, I don't get that. I don't, they don't give me no little card. I got to work. I got to pay union dues. They don't pay nothing. They just come in and get a cart, fill it up, go home, come back next month. They don't have a house. They don't probably have, they don't have anything to do, do with. They have no future. And if I didn't come to church, I wouldn't see their end. Coming to church, you know what that does? That comforts me. Because I'm, I'm like, Lord, it's not, it's not a waste to serve you. It's not a waste. It never was. But without this, 
That thing could pile up and pile up and pile up, and pretty soon I'll be making decisions that I shouldn't be making. I'll be doing things I shouldn't be doing. Be thankful for those around you, not forsaking the assembling. And it says, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Same thing Paul said over in Thessalonians. That day's coming. And I don't care how, I heard preachers out there, oh, they try to push it out, they try to push it out. Brother, that thing could happen at any moment. And it might not happen for 10 years. I'm not saying it's going to happen in any moment. But it could. And if it did, we're out of here. And all of my plans are of naught unless they're in the Lord. If the Lord tells me exactly what to do, and I know what he tells me to do, and I'm doing that thing, he'll say, we're on a good faithful servant when he comes and gets me. I'll be out of here. I'll be going, woohoo! I'll be, I'll be gone. And I'll be shouting on the way out. I'll tell you what, you know what, you know what this does? When you keep it in your mind, it, it gives you joy in your heart. Because without this, there is really no joy. Everybody thinks the money thing is the joy. They, you know, look at them people out in Hollywood, man. They're all, they're all sad. Every one of them are sad. Look at Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> How about AOC? I mean, young, supposed to have everything going for her, and all she wants to do is, is fry everybody. What a life, man. What a life. I just want to see him go to heaven. I wouldn't mind seeing him in heaven. Maybe not Nancy, but anyways. <laughs> Maybe in a holding box for a while. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Well, I'm only flesh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be thankful for those around you. Give, give a kind word. You know, it's easy to give a kind word every now and then. Comfort people, man. It's nice to say, hey, you've done good, man. You've done good. You guys do good. You, I, I'm, I'm so happy to be part of this, really. Uh, I mean, I just like being around you guys. I don't like being around anybody who's constantly dogging us out. If you're dogging us out, go somewhere else, man. That's fine. I, I don't care if you go somewhere else. But don't come in here and, and try to hurt these people or us. We're, all we're trying to do is get, uh, just survive until that day, man, until the Lord comes and gets us out of here and we're gone in the rapture. Be thankful for those around you. I'm very thankful. Give a kind word every now and then. I went up to Brother Reagan's church, and he took everybody out to dinner. I really feel bad because we don't ever do that here. And maybe we should. Maybe we should have a big dinner one night and just everybody go out to some restaurant out there and, and just spread COVID around. I, 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 don't, I mean, let everybody get it. I mean, just go out there and find us some restaurant and just, just Ruth, Ruth don't know. <laughs> I like steak, man. But, I mean, we ought to go find some restaurant somewhere. And, and you know what? Because we're a body of believers here. And we love each other. At least I think we do. We act like we do. At least we come to church. Be thankful for those around you. Be kind word. It won't hurt. Encourage them. Have you ever thought about encouraging somebody instead of sticking your finger in their face? You know, somebody, uh, uh, Brother Barry, a few minutes ago, Brother Levi, hope you're doing good. Uh, but Levi, Brother Barry came up and said, hey, how's Levi doing? I said, wait, let's find out. These things are good for something. <laughs> I went, pfft. Levi picked up the phone. He's still sick. He's getting better. Y'all pray for him. You know, there's some other families getting sick that's sick and they're get, trying to get better. But, you know, it's just, here's somebody who actually cared about another brother. Where's he at? You're missed. You're missed when you're gone. Do you understand? You're missed. Somebody actually misses you. We don't know who, but somebody will. Believe me. In the same pew that you sit, I'm sure there's somebody there who knows who you are. We're little enough, man, where we know each other. And I'm telling you, it's just some people that just... They never become part. They just don't want to, they, they look at something, they leave and do whatever and come in and out. They don't want to be part of something. I like to be part of something, especially the right thing. Encourage them. This is your church. It is not mine. It's ours. 
This is what God gave you to help get you through. He didn't just put it in our hearts or everybody else's heart to do that. He put it in the body of belief. You're here because he put it in your heart to be here. He put it to give you something to get you through this world. I'll tell you, if you're in this room today and you're not saved, you know what you need to do? Get saved. You say, well, I am saved. Well, then get right. Get your conscience, man. I tell you what, Beth goes with you. A good steak is when you sear it on this side for 30 seconds and sear it on that side. No, no, your good conscience is no searing at all. I mean, John, we went to the, the thing. They brought the cow out, just whacked off a piece of meat and threw it on his plate. I mean, blood dripping all over the place. And I'm like, I like, I, I like mine medium well. You know what I mean? He goes, I like it rare. This is just not rare enough. It's, it needs more blood. I mean, he's, I'm sitting there looking at that thing. I'm like, there's no searing to that. That's the way your conscience should look, brother. Right like that, man, just oozing all over the place. You're right. <laughs> you know what, brother? I'm telling you what. God is great, man. We have nothing to be ashamed of in this world. This world has nothing I need. I have everything with Jesus Christ. What, what, what more could I possibly ask? I, I sit down and I pray. I need to pray. I said, what am I going to ask you for, Lord, really? What could, what could I possibly ask you for? I mean, I can't think of a thing I could ask him for. I can ask you for something for somebody else, but for me, what could I ask you for? I've got 42 years of walking with you. What could I possibly ask you for? That little boy in Philippines had nothing. Now, he may be messed up, and I have no idea what's going on in his life, but you know what? Down here in Dayton, there's a bunch of people messed up too. But that's not me. I've been saved for 42 years, a long-haired hippie druggie on a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky, found a little Bible and started reading that thing and ended up there one night and got saved because I asked Jesus to save my soul. And he showed me, Mike, you're on your way to hell and you need to change your direction. And I'm like, how do I do that? He goes, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You know what that little kid in the Philippines, he goes, what is believe? And I'm like, I'm sitting out here in the parking lot. George, George pulled up. That was, you remember me sitting out in the parking lot? I saw that little guy in the Philippines. I mean, what do you mean what believe? Believe is just like you believe. You just believe. Don't you? you just believe. I mean, believe. You got a dictionary? Look at the word believe. You just believe it. <coughs> believe what? The gospel. Christ died for my sins according to scriptures. Buried. Rose again third day. I believe that. I believe that. I believe he came up. I think he's at the right-hand father. I think he's coming back one day. I think he's going to get me. I think I get to go be with him. It's called believe. I hung up the phone, and I, I mean, my heart just sank. I'm like, Lord, there's a young man across the country, across the water, that for whatever reason, I mean, I don't know all the reasons, and, and I have no idea. He could be messed up. But I said, the world's full of them. And I said, I have it, and they don't. He goes, what are you going to do about it? Well, I need to make sure they get it the best I can. You know what church is? It's just not for us to be here. It's to be an outreach to this world, too. We walk out the door, we reach people. You know what a comfort is? Is watch somebody get saved. And then have them call you back years later and say, hey, I got saved. Thank you for doing that. And then somebody else gets saved, and you have this string of salvations in your life. Let me ask you a question. I'm done. When was the last time you led somebody to Jesus Christ? Or even tried? Seriously. I mean, really, really tried. Because of what he did for you. You know what this world will do? They'll take everything out of your life. It'll take it all. It'll, it'll just keep eating you up and eating you up and thinking that you got to have it. And, and all of a sudden, but I got to, I got to. My dad was a drunk. We had absolutely nothing being raised. But I had my dad. 
I saw my wife the other day. I said, my dad still taught me how to work. And he taught me some things that when I got into the Navy, I excelled in the Navy because of what my dad did. My dad pushed me to a place where I never thought I'd have got pushed. And he was an old drunk. One day I got to return to favor. And my dad turned his heart back over to Jesus Christ and served him until the day he died. And one of these days I get to go to heaven. You know what? I get to go to heaven. I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful. <laughs> because one of these days I'm going to see my dad and he's going to be actually right. He was, he was okay when he was here, but he's going to be really right. And I'm going to see him just like I'm seeing Jesus. And the Lord says, Mike, you would have seen that no matter what. Because he would have still came because he was saved. But you got to help him live a couple years of his life and get some things straight. The thing paid back. You know, my dad taught me a lot of things. But I don't care. I don't need to have what Bill Gates has. I don't need it. All it is is going to cause me more trouble. Down the road, it'll cause me more trouble. Because then you got to figure out how to get rid of it. I don't want to even figure. I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of everything now anyways. Well, I'm getting rid of stuff left and right, man. I mean, it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Why? Because it just eats and eats and eats and eats. Father, thank you for your many blessings. Lord, thank you for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you for the Bible that opens our eyes to the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Lord, at that second coming, uh, Lord, the tribulation is just about going to be over and you're going to set your foot down. And Lord, all those people in the tribulation that are going to die and, and be thrown into the lake of fire, Lord, is a, they're going to be thrown right in, Lord, into the, and they're going to be cast in, Father. What a, what a mess. And Lord, uh, we're not going to be there. We're going to be on the other side because of what you've done for us. Lord, help us to never forget that and never forget that this world is full of people, Lord, that doesn't know that. Lord, you've given us light. We are children of the light. Help us to live on a daily basis as children of light. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for just letting us come to church this morning. I do pray for our families. I do pray for the Roberts, Lord, that you just comfort them in their loss of Brother Dave. And Lord, again, just thank you for all you've done and bless the service, bless the invitation. And Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.